And welcome to another episode of A Talk of Paternity. With me as usual, Andrew. Hi, it's me. And he he has a little rogue from X-Men happening right now in his hair um, for those that are joining us live. Mm, I'm not as Creole as she is, though. <laughs> and today we're talking about the most wonderful person in the whole of the universe. Mercy Cajun. No the way. Most, fuck, that's Gambit. The, the most, the, wow. Actually, she was kind of no. She was just southern. I thought. I thought she. I thought in, she was in, from Georgia. In, Isn't she? In just, the anime, is she just like yeah. southern? Because she was all yeah. like sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I watched the cartoon. I don't know. I guess I forgot. But like, she's like, she can fly. She's super strong. Like, she has all these other powers. And then, like in the movies, she only was just crying. That was her superpower. Yeah, her her, her powers were just like <laughs> look at. <this. laughs> <laughs> well, because 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 in the time. because in the cartoon she already took her powers from other people, whereas in the movie she's like just got because remember her, her powers she's like a vampire, right? right <laughs> so right. yeah, she she's Kirby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> human a human Kirby. Anyway, anyway, today already off the rails. <laughs> today we're talking about our most wonderful, most uh, knowledgeable, the most tender, the most uh, trustworthy of all creations in the. Dungeons and Dragons world. The Archlich, master of the spider throne, the whispered one, the undying king, lord of the rotten tower, the chain god. Vecna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to try this. Let's play the intro music. Here he goes. I know, but our viewers can actually listen hear it, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm just like the only one that's like trapped in a cube of silence. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I need to figure out a way to play for both of us <laughs> when we're like far apart. Thank you, Daniel. Yes, we love this music. Uh, he said that it was a great song. A great intro. Anyways, that's my dog. He, she's also excited to talk about the most wonderful uh, lich of all. But before we do that, Andrew. What are you drinking today? Oh, our potions today. I am drinking a blueberry and menthol infused brew. It's Ooh. it's Theraflu. I have a sore throat. <laughs> I didn't want to want to drink anything. I already took some cold medicine. So. You're you're a disappointment, Andrew. I woke up this morning. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of woke up like that too, and then I played some Final Fantasy 14, and then I got over it. Hmm. Today I'm drinking a dancing gnome. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Le Tigre. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Goza? 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 With a, yeah, with a double raspberry and lime. One pint. Ooh. Look at the beautiful art in this thing. Oh, that's nice. Is that a brain? It looks like a brain. It looks like a brain. I think it's, it's a brain. It's eyeball socket. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll let you know how this tastes. It probably tastes like Terraflu, actually. It probably tastes amazing, actually. You're not my life. I was actually oh looking God. for a very specific beer for this episode. I'm fucking up the poor. Oh my God. It, it, uh, is it all head or no head? No, it's, it's not that. That's bad. not that's not so bad. I had to I had to st- I had to stop because that's 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 how I fucked it up. I couldn't do it in one go. It's fine, dude. No, it's not. It's not fine. There are some beers that you have to pour a little like leave a little bit in the bottom and switch around. That way it gets like I the really residue. Called- 
There you go. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. See, there you see, see you're, it, what you didn't know was that you accidentally stumbled into the advanced class. So there you go. That's 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 my whole life, really. Yeah. Just stumbling my way up. Yep. I know. I know how that feels. The lime is really strong. Mmm. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. But the lime, the good thing is that the lime tastes like actual lime and not like that squirt lime that you buy at the grocery store. Oh, ew, okay. Like you can actually you know like, like there's a little bit of bitter behind the lime. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's uh, rind. <laughs> right. No, no, no. This one tastes like. Oh, my God. Who is that? Who's that dog? Oh, this is our friend's dog. Uh, she's a little shy. Uh, her name is Mama. Why was she wearing a sweater? Because she's cold. Hmm. Tiny, you know how we keep our apartment at like negative three degrees. Anyways. Yeah. So. Andrew. Yes. Vecna. See. I know. I know. I know a little bit about Vecna. I, I too know a little bit about that. <laughs> um, first of all, when I first heard the name Vegna, I thought it was a she. Really? Well, I thought that that that, that, that kind of makes sense. Vegna is is, I guess, sort of a, like androgynous sounding name. Like yeah. it doesn't sound masculine. It definitely doesn't sound masculine. But you know. At the same I time, mean, it doesn't sound overly feminine. Does either. it? Does it need to sound masculine? Because holy shit! No, he he makes up for it in spades. So let's get down to who Vecna was before we get into what Vecna is. <laughs> so I know that it is from the original Greyhawk uh, uh, realm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the original Greyhawk realm that was created for first edition D anD. d uh, Vecna was actually introduced in the 1976 supplement for Greyhawk called Eldritch Wizardry. Not even as How do you a f- remember dates, huh? How do you remember dates? I wrote it down. <laughs> I took notes. Anyways, so in the 1976 supplement Eldritch Wiz- Wizardry introduced not even as a character, but as an item first or two items rather. So, Okay. So the hand and eye of Vecna were introduced in that supplement, which had like a bunch of other um, magic, magic items and stuff like that. And and it was uh, it was written by one of the one of the two writers. There was Gary Gygax and Brian Bloom. And Brian Bloom was the one who wrote the items, uh, the hand and eye of Vecna. And when when Gygax was like, oh, well, who exactly is Vecna? Bloom's like, wouldn't you like to know? And they just kind of like <laughs> left it at that. <laughs> Secretly, like every other DM out there. Yeah, pretty much. And in the back of his head, he's like, oh, shit, he asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, secret, you're going to have to find out. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you'll find out. Meanwhile, like in his in his mind, like, lich? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> um, but, the name, but the name Vecna is actually an anagram for Vance, which is the name of a pretty at, at the time, a pretty popular fantasy novelist named Jack Vance, who they took their their influence from the spell casting in original D&D, which is where you would learn a spell. It would get tattooed to, into your brain. And then when you cast that spell, it's gone forever. That's why you have a spell book. So, mm. yeah. So so Jack Vance's form of spell casting in his books, that's where they you know, that's where they kind of took the whole spell slots and stuff. <clears throat> when I learned about that, I was like, oh, I'm going to look into these books. Yeah. I remember that I have like 20 
backup book that I need to read. Yeah. <laughs> Same <laughs> it's here. Pretty, it's a pretty big backlog. <laughs> just, just throw it on the pile. <laughs> but who Vecna was is kind of not not really so much of a mystery as there is there there's gaps in the knowledge and right. that that might be intentional because a lot of dnd is like hey just kind of you know do your own thing <laughs> you know right but, right but also like the information has kind of changed from edition to edition um but from what we know is that before he became you know the thanos of Faerun, um he was either a half elf or a human Aha, see, humans can be interesting. <laughs> hey, he was either a half-elf <laughs> or a human who was a very powerful wizard who eventually unlocked or discovered the secrets of lichdom, um, mm. became became a lich, and then became the most powerful lich in the history of ever. Um, and, and one of his protégés, was was a was a was a little known wizard named Asarak. <laughs> or Asarak. Yeah, Asarak. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that Asarak, the one that's on the DMG, that's Vecna's like, you know. Apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> one a couple steps below Vecna. Yeah. And and that and and Vecna went and it's like it's like you're a lich Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew. I went online and I was like, man, I really want a piece of history from, from Dungeons and Dragons. And there's these three books that I want. I want to sell the price of like, altogether, it was like 500 plus dollars. Mm-hmm. Where does Vecna come from? Like, where was, where was he originally um, introduced in an adventure module? I want to say that was Vecna Lives, wasn't it? From yes. the from eight was it AD and D or was it the very first edition? Second edition. Yeah, so it was AD and D. Yeah, so <laughs> Vecna lives where they, where the man, you know, because because at the time there there was just the hand and eye of Vecna, and you're like, okay, cool, and nobody kind of really probably like gave two crafts about it. like ah look I got his eye it gives me like true sight <laughs> and all this crap, and then like the lich comes back for it and you're like oh no. shit but did but did you hear about how he lost his hand and eye yes but let's see if you know oh okay all right (laughs) so and in every edition of the story there's always there's always a vampire i think it's either it's either just like a it's either like a dark paladin or a vampire named Cass. and who Cass is in relation to vecna always kind of changes like in some right, editions, what's up? But the but the most universally accepted one was that he was his his most trusted lieutenant, yeah. essentially his right hand. Mm-hmm. But as far he as was a, originally he was originally a human, then later became a vampire. Ah, okay. So, but as far as like their relationship goes, it's like was Cass a friend or was he just like a subordinate? Yeah, like it, like the, there there's like always like a bit of a change there. But at the end of the day, Cass was Vecna's bodyguard. And and to reward Cass, Vecna forged Cass a well, I think it was like a sword made from the core of a frozen star or some crap like that. 
and it, and and it be and it became the sword of Cass. And what Vecna didn't know is that the sword of Cass was sentient, and it was like whispering into Cass's mind, like like oh you you could you could take him, you know, he's only the most powerful <laughs> legend in the world, and you just got a sword, but you could take him. And so eventually the two clashed, and in the fight, um, Cass kills Vecna and cuts off his hand and stabs his eye out. And Vecna mm. and Vecna dies, but it's like kind of like an Emperor Palpatine sort of situation where he's like, he's like, it's like my body dies, but my spirit lives on. Ah! It just sort of like <laughs> disappears into the ether. And then he becomes a god. <laughs> just like a demigod. Yeah. He's just like, hey, you know what? I'm a god now. Ha ha. <laughs> but Kaz, Kaz also also disappears as well. Yeah. Whatever he happened to him, he just. Uh, no, he 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 went to live in the in what later became to be Vecna's citadel. Hold on, Rodana. The citadel of Cavitius. 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 Yes, uh, he 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 went over there, and then in the shadow in the shadow shadow realm. <laughs> no, I in mean, the shadow fell. You're not wrong. Yeah, That's- he. No, well, he became then there he became. Uh, essentially, Strahd. He became the vampire ruler of that specific mm-hmm. bucket. Yeah, of uh, of the Shadow Realm. <laughs> but it's but it's it's also kind of interesting because Vecna, like he becomes a demigod. I'm assuming because people just worshipped him because of his influence when he was quote unquote alive or undead. Rather, he becomes a I demigod. Mean, if you're a wizard and you learn about like the most powerful wizard ever to exist. Yeah. And you want a bit of that power. Like, yeah. It makes total sense to go down that route. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. And 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 then and then you find out that there's two artifacts, you know, remaining from his own body. Yeah, I, I would, you know. It's not it's not outside the you know, it's it's not it's not crazy that someone would worship that. Um anyways, but but then so Vecna he doesn't really have a home realm. As it were, he likes the like his local haunt is this place called the Realm of Ashes. But but he he honestly he can kind of go anywhere he chooses, right? And that's what makes him like as much as 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 much of a threat as he is because like all the other gods are not not so much tethered, but it's like hey, this is my home. Like people respect my rules, kind of a thing here. But like Vecna's is like ah, I can go wherever I want, you know, kind of a thing. Like it's. It, it it feels very much like a Charles Manson situation where it's just like, yeah. let's just get in the van and just like, <laughs> you know, and and so and and so because of that, that's how he even though he originally ended up in Grey or he started out in Greyhawk, that's how he's able to actually have his influence spread throughout the entire D&D mythos, because, right, you know, Greyhawk and Faerun, those are two totally different realities yet. Right. We're still seeing influences of Vecna, like Asarorak is in Faerun, you know, at, in the Tomb of Annihilation and stuff like that. And we're like, wait a minute, no, that's not, things aren't right, lining right, up, right. <laughs> you know. So yeah, so it's like it's a lot of like plane shifting. So he he just goes wherever he chooses. One one cool thing that I like that I learn about Vecna um, it is that it is widely believed that the wizards who worship him um, eventually go insane. And become nothings, which makes one of my favorite monsters even cooler now. Yeah, that I mean, because it it kind of alludes to that in the Nothic um, monster manual entry where it's like it's it's Nothics are wizards that wanted to 
yeah, uh, uh, find forbidden knowledge and crap like that. So yeah, and, right. and so what's more forbidden than than the god liches like tomes and stuff like that? How's, yeah, how to, how to become immortal and the was it those? Was the book that he wrote or that he? It was like it was like the tome of like of like ultimate evil or something. Right, like that. right. <laughs> the um, tome of the tome of vile something. The tome of vile, vile darkness. That's what vile it was. darkness. Like how 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 more how more. If you find a book that's named that in the library, <laughs> you just step away from that and don't touch it. <laughs> okay, hold, he, first that's of like all, the Ouija board of <laughs> he didn't <laughs> he didn't he didn't write the Tome of Vile Darkness. He just added to it. <laughs> so the fact that the Tome of Vile Darkness already exists, he's like, yeah, hey, you know what? I can throw a couple chapters in here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know, I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> the Tome of Vile Dark. That would be if 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 Candlekeep has this book, it would be locked in a lead box at the very mm. bottom of their foundation, yeah. like underneath, like tons of uh, like reinforced concrete. <laughs> like there, yep. no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's touching that, mm-mm, mm-mm. and it, and it, and it would be it would be warded to the gills with all these glyphs and stuff like that. Like there's no no actually what was it even doing in the material plane? Just just put it yeah, in, just put it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, just just put it in like the realm of mechanism or something. Don't even have it here. <laughs> just get it off. Get it away. <laughs> I mean, would it be smart to have it in other realms? Probably not. Because <laughs> I feel like other realms are like more susceptible to like magic influences. And I'm pretty sure a book like that has like oh, you know, plenty you might, of influence. Oh, shit, you might be right. over, just like the aura around it makes everything go nuts. <laughs> but what I think is really neat is that the realm is that the realm that Vecna is like, I guess his quote unquote layer is that the realm of ashes is like the shadow fell version of the plane of fire. Like, right. Yeah, because there's like what's it? There's a there's like the plane of water, and then there's like the realm of like drought or something like that. So the, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that that's what it is. And then there's like the plane of earth, and there's like the realm of dust. So I, so yeah, so the realm of ash is like everything's already burnt out. It's cold, but it's like dry still. So I, I you know I thought I thought that I mean that's a perfect place for like a zombie god to be. Yeah, you know. I also love the fact that like usually those realms like destroy like mortals and shit like that. <laughs> but Vecna was essentially so fucking stubborn that the realm was just like, fuck it. I guess you're, you rule here. Yeah, I mean, I guess, fine. <laughs> he just kept going and he just like endured. And now he became a demigod. Like, you're just not going to stop, are you? No. Oh, well, then, fine. Have it your way. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure he just endured it, just like, just out of pure magical might. And then, and then it's sort of like, I, I would imagine Vecna is actually so powerful that he probably carved the realm around him kind of a thing, you know? Right, right. I, th- I, I like to imagine that eventually he became that, but I also like to to put there that, like, in the beginning, like... Oh, yeah, he was just like... Was like <gasps> yeah, he was just, like, like, naked through the desert of ash, and it was just like, ah, you know? Like... He has to suffer a little bit. He can't be all like oh, yeah. powerful all the time. No, no, no. Then no. we'll if he's powerful all the time, then we'll just have Captain Marvel all over again. Oh no. <laughs> Do we even have a Captain Marvel equivalent? No, we don't. No. I mean that 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 should be like the player characters, quote unquote. You know, like, hey, you're all gonna be the Avengers or some crap. Here's back to ha Fucking bitches. But yes. Um however though. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about Vecna 
is because there is a very strong possibility that the next book is going to involve something along the Vecna storyline in 5e. It's kind of pointing that way. There's a lot there's a lot pointing towards some sort of cataclysmic event that's going to happen or has happened and you need right. to stop it. <laughs> it's like I, I, I would like to imagine the Vecna is just kind of like passing by the material plane and all that causes everything to just go shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just him driving by just, <laughs> just a wave of undeath follows him. <laughs> Cause like he, for what I understand, he also tried to take over the Shadowfell, right? He tried to like fight the Raven queen and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Employee. Oh yeah. He tried, he, he, I think, I think fighting the Raven queen is what made him, Ascend to proper godhood after Demi. No, or the Queen or, of Pain is the one that did that to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shar, <laughs> the Queen of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I didn't know there was such thing as a Queen of Pain. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he tried to, he tried to take over like uh, what is that? Like the center area where all the planes are, so he could like essentially manipulate all the planes into his own liking. The elemental chaos, or. No, oh man, I was reading about it. I completely forget. Because I know, it's like, I, I I know there's like the wheel cosmology model, right? No, no, but like it's 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 like a circle. It's not it's not um, it's not forgotten realms. I'm thinking of something else, but essentially, in in this, there's like a city. There's like a like a halo city. Like it's like the city of doors. Oh, Sigil. Like. It's not yes. it's not Sigil. It's Sigil. Which Sigil pisses me off. <laughs> I'd read it as sigil, so you know. I know a lot of people. Uh, I, I I think it might also be pronounced sigil now, but I know when it originally came out, it was sigil. I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> but like, first of all, that city is pretty cool. I would love to have an adventure there because holy shit, uh, pretty awesome stuff in the middle of it. It's actually like, oh, you know, angels and demons can just like chill here. It's all neutral. Yeah, it's just it's, it, it, it reminds me of like the the hotel from uh from John Wick. Like you know. Yeah, and, it's like this is just where. Nope. Yeah, we don't do business nope. in Sigil. <laughs> yeah. Sigil. Um, but yeah, he tried to take over that so he could like uh, like uh, transform the rest of the plans up to his, his liking. And then obviously he got, to, he got you know, destroyed by the adventurers and the Queen of Pain was like, nope. And he, she separated him from Ewes. Or I think that's his name. Ewes. Ewes. Which, by the way, I love that story too. I didn't, I didn't know... Like, that's so cool. Eos is another demigod who wanted to kill uh, Vecna. And he, he thought he had the Sword of Kaz, which, by the way, apparently there's like a thousand different Swords of Kaz and they're all fake. Uh, but he didn't know. He thought it was a real one. And he went to stab he went to stab Vecna and it just broke on his chest. And Vecna, Vecna just did like the the uh, the Bane thing, put her, her, his hand on his shoulder <laughs> and like sucked his <laughs> essence into himself. <laughs> Anyways, and that's how we became powerful enough to try to take the take over the the, the sigil. Oh no, it wasn't the sword of of Cass. It was the sword of Sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cass, but instead of a case, a C. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he has a, the, the cheap 
cardboard like uh, uh packaging that is delivered on. it's like it's not full tang like like you could see like you can see like where the hilt and like the blade is like kind of off a little bit <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's the bud k version of like the it feels, it's, it's, yeah it feels sturdy enough but you're not quite sure if it's actually gonna hold up it's really wobbly. but you go for it anyways <laughs> No, sir, swords are supposed to be a little wobbly. It's stainless steel, dude. <laughs> you, try to, you, try, you try to convince you try to convince yourself. No, it's fine. I, look, I got I got it's it's really cheap. It's only three easy payments of sixty nine ninety five. <laughs> it's fine. It, you know. Why anyway, why would, <laughs> I mean why wouldn't I trust a, a, a legendary item that I got from a catalog? <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's how you get all your leg- all, all your legendary uh items if you're a pay to win yeah player. yeah which which my games are they're paid to win yeah. the players actually yeah. have to pay me and i will give that's them whatever why I, that's, that's what like, that's why i give you 20 dollars under the table every like every you give me actual day. money i will get you a verbal sword it's fine <laughs> like oh <my> <laughs> anyway <laughs> quickest way to ruin your own campaign yeah for real <laughs> anyway so ios or eos whatever ios Eos um, the, the queen of the queen of pain like separated them both, and by separating them both, she gave him just enough power to actually become a god. Yeah, you know, he went for, like he just like, <laughs> yes again. He just stumbles through his uh just, his career as the demigod, just failing his way upwards, man, just up that corporate <laughs> ladder. What what I, what I think is really neat though, little side note, is that if you're in the city of Sigil, Sigil. If you're Sigil. in that city and you invoke the name of Shar, she will show up and she will kill you. And the most painful. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like you do not speak Shar's name. <laughs> like you do not Damn. invoke the Queen of Pain there. Like there's a reason why she has that title. So if we ever do have an adventure and someone's like, hey, is this the place of Shar? Boom, nails just coming from everywhere. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, ah. <laughs> One of the NPCs is like, um, oh, first time, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking new. Yeah, bandages yeah no no that person is dead like it's it's it's, it's gonna be like are you sure you want to say that name situation like yeah sure why not okay you're now in the realm of pain <laughs> and Shar's like i got you it's- for three old minutes <laughs> that's what i was saying just a fucking wrestler three minutes of playtime <laughs> <laughs> the queen of pain <laughs> just like backbreakers ah german suplexes <laughs> and there's and there's like commentators like that man had a family <laughs> <laughs> by god king he broke her in half <laughs> that's I fucking canon have that. now <laughs> yeah it is she has like posters of herself with like her luchador mask on. It's a, fu- it's a fucking hell of a cell match whenever you invoke her name. Just like, just like you, you show up and you're like, what's going on? Bam! Chair to the back of the head. <laughs> Surprise attack. Oh my god, it's a queen of pain. She made it. <laughs> She's going for the leg lock. The crippler. <laughs> <laughs> But that's and, it. There's no, get, there's, and, and, there's, there's no getting out. And then we complain why our fucking campaigns are not serious enough. I know. I know. They were like, man, I really wish we had like some actual character growth. <laughs> meanwhile, fucking, fucking Char's like, oh yeah, brother. <laughs> and she's supposed to be a beautiful queen, but she sounds like. <laughs> oh, I mean. I mean, you could you you could you could be 
Never mind. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. Audacity stop responding. They're like, they're like, I'm not recording this. <laughs> oh, never mind. We're good. Back up. You say that, but like my I'm looking at on the Facebook and it's <laughs> video interrupted. <laughs> Fucking the OBS is just like, nah, bro, you're full of And then this Carter. Anyways, the queen of pain. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble against the negative three constitution wizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, machine. Oh, okay. So now we know the origin of Vecna. Well, one of the main. <laughs> I know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep the conversation moving. Kinda the got, we we kind of started like like fanboying over Shar a little too much about that. It's going to be part of our campaign now. It's going to appear in Navarnus. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted something interesting to happen? I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, yes, Vecna. We know the origin. Pretty epic. Well, one of the, the most accepted yeah. uh, origin story. The wide, the widely accepted. The wide. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot. It's a lot of his origin is might be purposefully obstructed to kind of you know remove that sort of humanity from. I mean, you know, because because like, you, first of all, you're a lich. You've already you know removed your humanity, or you know. Elfhood or whatever the fuck, yeah. <laughs> you know, like 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 you you've already divorced yourself from that, and then you became a god after that. So the last thing you want your believers to know is like, hey, Vecna used to piss the bed when he was like four or something like that. Like, God, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> you know? shut up, guys. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's not funny. I'm trying to run a country. God, <laughs> I told you their confidence, man. You guys are assholes. <laughs> And that's, Damn it, Andrew, you're trying to move forward. Anyways, and that's why he's neutral make, evil. Make, <laughs> my question is, what makes Vecna Vecna in like the uh, mechanically wise? I think what makes Vecna Vecna is that like all the other all the other gods there, in D. Before you keep going, is is there an actual stat block for Five E by any chance? You Not know? yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I don't think that. It, yeah, I don't think there was a stat block for. I could be wrong. I don't think there was a stat block for three point five either. But um, yeah, as far as I know, there's not a stat block for five e, and it's going to be something where it's like armor class forty. Right. <laughs> you know, it's but like, how do you get? How do you? How do you fight Vecna? You would have to. You you would have to. It it's going to have to be a circumstance where like you weaken him, or. Or you have such powerful artifacts and like the boons of other gods and stuff like that that you that you kind of almost approach a, a some some assembly of godhood, or you're fighting like the avatar of Vecna, like like he like right. like he's like infested the host of somebody else, kind of a thing, and like you like so, you like you defeated his influence, but you know he's always going to be there, kind of a thing. So you're- Right, so you're telling me that there's not really like a way for players to actually fight Vecna. As far as I know, in 5e, no. But hmm. that's not saying fighting gods isn't off the map. <laughs> because there's always 
always like some sort of like way to fight a god in 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 all the editions. I just I just remember in three point five it was like impossible. Like it like it was not something. It was not something that like you just do. Like you have to, you have to be ultimately prepared, and you have to make sure every one of your attacks hits, and you have to like do a bunch of debuffs on the god and do a bunch of buffs on yourself before before like the fight even begins kind of thing it's like it's it's not it it is an in-fight like in any standard like rpg like it's not it's not you're just trading blows because if it comes down to that you're gonna lose (laughs) well i mean also the d doing a bad job (laughs) if it's if it's just if it's just a god just punches you and you take like 46 bludgeoning damage or some shit like that (laughs) 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 but um but I think what makes Vecna Vecna is that while all the other D&D gods are kind of like they're they're present, but they're not there. Like, you know, like like. Um, Lathander. Yeah, like Lathander, like uh, Paylor, like all those other gods, like like there are temples of them and you could see clerics that are wielding the powers of these gods and stuff. Not, but Vecna is like he shows up. Like he has like artifacts that are from his own body, you know, and like and and it's like he can just kind of do whatever he wants. Like he he is a very present being when he wants to be, (laughs) you know, naturally, whereas like some of the other gods, you're like, I didn't even know there was a god of whatever, like a god of travel, like cord or, you know, or something like that. So you're telling me that Vegna is just that guy who like never learned to like retire. I don't think I, I I think Vecna is the guy that's like like I want people to know it was me. <laughs> like mm. yeah, tell Cersei it was me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're already a god, you know what I mean? Like why why are you bothering with with Well I mean cause with you ha- mere mortals. Because you have to remember the way the way it works in in D D or I d I don't know if it's just like a favoring thing, but it's like the more belief you have, the stronger of a god you are. Kind of a thing. And some and that's why and that's why you have like some other gods like like oh I'm like like the lesser gods like I'm the god of pine cones. <laughs> it's like okay, cool. There's a bunch there's a bunch of squirrels out there that are worshiping that god. But the squirrels don't have a concept of worship, which is why I'm a lesser god. <laughs> Damn it. I am trying to instill dogma in them, but I get I get as far as dog out naked scared. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you get what i'm saying <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> but yeah but but then but then there's a reason why like the god of light and stuff like that is like such a big god because like yeah light's great it keeps away the predators and stuff like that right. and i can see because i don't have dark vision <laughs> because i'm one of the because <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the three races that find me that doesn't have it <laughs> Well, that's your own fault then. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be born a, a dragonborn. <laughs> Why don't dragonborns have dark vision? I don't know. It's so, it's so weird. <laughs> Humans, I understand. Yeah. 100%. Dragonborns. Why? The dragonborn. <laughs> They're lizards. I don't know. We're not getting into this debate. Yeah, why don't lizard folks have have freaking dark vision oh yeah that too yeah, they're lizards <laughs> you're supposed to be able to see the dark they're cold-blooded they're supposed to <laughs> jesus oh man wait do kangoos have dark vision i believe so i don't think they do 
Okay, now I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Wait, hold on, we're getting sidetracked. What were we talking about? <laughs> no, no, we 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 were talking. We we kind of got into like how like belief works into D and D. But oh oh, I was asking like I was just saying like you know because he accomplished so much and yet he just keeps going. But like, but like his influence is very palpable in the world. Like it's not like, it's not like, Hey, I'm just a God and peace. Here's my temple. Like, you know, like Vecna's like, no, I, I created the Lich, you know, like, right. like I am the reason why there are phylacteries. I'm the reason why there is a tomb of annihilation and probably why there is the, the, what's it? The, the death curse and stuff like that. Like, like this is right. like, this is my influence. Like, Yes, a Sararak made the death curse, but there wouldn't be an Sararak if there wasn't for me. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, he just wants everybody. He just wants to. He just wants his credit. I mean, I mean, he he's the villain. Like he he is the villain of of a lot of D and D cosmology, you know, because right. he's just he's there, he's present, and he's like he's like he's not he's not okay with just retiring and like you know being being the god of undead or some crap like that like no he's like he he's actively stirring the pot whenever he can screaming across the cosmos <laughs> that's actually quite terrifying to think about i mean the, the artwork that's the artwork that's on like the forgotten realms wiki is just like a screaming skeleton with a with like a with like a crown just like shooting up into the sky I'm like that that's back now <laughs> it's a little unhinged but that's okay i mean you would be too <laughs> so, which which to be perfectly uh, honest with you i'm not on board with like the 5e or critical role version of vecna where it's like this bald-headed monocle wearing web collar Vecna, like eh. oh, I haven't seen that one. I'm, I'll assume skeletal. I'm not. I'm not cool with that. It looks like uh, it. it I, to me, it looks cheesy. That's just me. <laughs> I got. I got. I got. I got to check it out. Yeah. Um. So. So we can't. So we can't fight. Really, a god, right? Not yet. But we have his hand and his eye. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about these guys because they're they're pretty intense. <sighs> okay. So the hand. <clears throat> Weirdly enough, the hand of Vecna, who is a wizard, who was a wizard, the hand of Vecna gives you like an automatic like max strength. Like like I think I think you get like an automatic 20 to strength if you like if you don't have a strength score kind of a thing. Um but I believe it also gives you like a bunch of um uh, it, it obviously has magical properties to it. Right. But it gives you I'm looking at it right now. It gives you finger of death. Mhm. Which is a good sleep. spell. Yeah. Sleep, slow, and teleport. Yeah. Okay. So that uh, all makes sense. And yeah. and it regains all of that at dawn. Yeah. Rebound. And, but then on top of that, I believe, isn't it also sentient as well? Like it has an influence or something like that? Yes. Yeah, when you use, when you use the spells, it wants you to, it wants you to commit an evil act mm-hmm. shortly after. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so it's going to it, it's going to slowly try to corrupt you. And is there is there a saving throw against that or is it just like you just have to do it? Uh, Let me see. I doesn't say I'm actually not that I'm and for 5e. I'm not that well versed in what the hand and eye of Vecna do, sadly. Well, the eye. The eye gives you true sight, which is great. It also gives you. Uh, the ability to see through solid objects like the ring of the X-ray vision, <laughs> but then 
Well, it also allows you to cast Clairvoyance, Crown of Madness, Disintegrate, Dominate Monster, and I Bite. I Bite. Holy shit. Disintegrate? Just like right yeah. off the bat? Yep. Holy crap. <laughs> what the fuck is I Bite? I Bite, if I remember, it's like a really mean spell. I think I think what it does is that like it it does like a bunch of different things. Or it could be I could be thinking of another it, it, it's a necromancy spell, obviously. But I want to say like it can cause like permanent fear or something like that. And it, it like oh. it it does it does like a it does like a multitude of things. Like um and, like it's a huge necromancy spell. But just disintegrate. Can you imagine just like just powering up the eyeballs and just like that person just turns into like a pile of dust and that's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not coming back. You can't come back from disintegration. However, using the artifact can to cast any spell encourage a small risk of Vecna himself tearing the wearer's soul apart, devouring it and taking control of the wearer's body. Using it as a puppet. Jesus. That's a... (laughs) That's a lot more intense. Uh, and if both the eye and the hand were to attune to the same creature, the wearer enjoyed numerous additional benefits such as immunity to disease, poison, premonitions, and in premonitions of imminent, imminent danger, the ability to use the eye's x-ray vision without risk and exhaustion, and regeneration powers and the ability to cast wish once every 30 days. Holy shit. <laughs> However, though, if that creature that has the eye and the hand attuned to gets stabbed with the sword of Cass, both items get destroyed. Really? And the person, obviously. Yep. That's the only way to destroy those items. Now, it's something, if you have even one of these items, that makes you immensely powerful. Yeah. But if you have both of these items, you would become unstoppable. And that's not something, unfortunately, because these items are so powerful... I do not see them coming into play in a campaign so far that Wizards of the Coast have come out for 5e because they all kind of stop at like 10. And well, so you guys met you guys met the the hand of Vector. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. With the <laughs> with, with 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 the with the 12d 20 <laughs> necrotic damage that he did to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or, or it was cold damage, not necrotic. <laughs> in hell. Yeah, in hell. Um but still, like I don't see these, I don't see these artifacts coming into play in a uh, written, like a published module, unless it's you know, unless unless Wizards of the Coast finally comes out with a high level campaign. That's yeah. that's a rant for another time. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling I'm telling you, the thing with the obelisk is gonna play into this. It's it's just too Vecna ish. I'm it, it. I think it does. I think it does too. And there's something that's in Rhyme of the Frostman that talks about that. And I'm, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some, you, you, you might discover something in Rhyme of the Frostman about what those obelisks are. <laughs> because it's just, it's, I'm telling you, like, it's, ever since I first encountered the, the obelisk, I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. I wonder if there's anything on 5e. And then I found those articles about people talking about how there's been a, an obelisk ish type thing in almost every adventure mm-hmm. without any explanation. And then there was that reveal in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I what it was. But I, mean I sent it to you, but I forgot. What it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we, we went over an episode, but there it, it's it's to a larger thing to which yeah. only I know. <laughs> oh, I have the book right here. I'm nah! right out. <laughs> you do that. You are not playing this campaign, young man. Nah! <laughs> Fine. I'll run my own campaign. 
Um, blackjack and hookers. <laughs> blackjack and hookers. That that actually that actually makes me very excited about about the future because like I'm pretty sure like dude I'm like ninety percent sure that whatever book is going to be releasing in November, holidays this this season it's going to be something catastrophic world ending type situation. Well, we got we we had a pretty big book already um, announced. I was like. I, I was actually stunned when you showed me what the new book was going to be. So yeah, I'm kind of hoping, I'm kind of hoping Wizards of the Coast keeps ramping it up because it it always seems to follow the same formula. We had Candlekeep Mysteries, which is like a small mm-hmm. collection of adventures, and then we got a settings book, and now we're going to get the next campaign book. That's right. how that's how it always was. It was always like here's yep. a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and wham, campaign. Which <laughs> which if you remember, uh, Chris Perkins. Um, Tweeted like a year ago, he was like, "Oh, if you guys like, uh, if you guys like uh, uh, Ravenloft, you, no way. If you guys like the uh, Curse of Straw, you, you, you know, you're gonna be really excited about this next book." Mm-hmm. And we were like speculating about what the hell it was gonna be. But now we know what and it is. Now we know what it is. Yeah, they're gonna release. Well, actually, you want to move to news, or you want any? Do you have anything else with Vecna? No, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So we have actually quite a quite a couple of things happening. We have uh, kind of keep mysteries, mm-hmm. and they keep releasing small adventures. Well, small previews of the adventures, um, and it all it all sounds amazing. It's just like very quick, uh, short one-offs that you can play with your characters, and it seems to be a lot more than uh, Tales of the Yawning Portal. I don't know about Salt Marsh because I haven't read that book, but Tales of the Yawning Portals had like five or six. This one they're already up to five and six, and just the previews, so I can't even like. Well, tale, imagine the actual book. Tales of the Yawning Portal was like sort of a like greatest hits, like like right, the, right. like these were all the best dungeons from previous editions, kind of thing, just revamped for five e, and that's kind of how it was for Ghosts of Salt March. Ghosts of Salt March were all uh, previous adventures from when uh, Dungeons and Dragons had a magazine, um, like mm. a physical magazine, Dragon Dragon magazine, and so and so all those were all those adventures were for either A D and D or third edition. It was one of the two. And I think one of my one of them might have even been for fourth edition, but then they 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 took those adventures, they collected them, and then they remade them for five E as well. But this seems like it seems like a holy like um, I, I I could be wrong because I haven't really read that much in in the Candlekeep Mysteries, but it looks like Candlekeep Mysteries might be like a holy original collection of like adventures because yeah. I, because I, I I didn't see anything about it being like older adventures adapted for 5e so no as far as i know so as far as i know it's just a bunch of one-ups dude which is what i wanted mm-hmm. you know i'm so jealous of the previous adventures previous adventures previous editions that had like those little tiny those little skinny books that was like a one-off you know was it advanced dungeons and dragons or was it third edition that had those i think that might have been like the first edition because i remember i remember the first edition there was an adventure. No, 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 no. There was, there was, okay, I think it was second edition then that had, it was just, it was just, they would just release this, this really skinny books, like, mm-hmm. you know, full size books with adventures on it. Yeah. And I want that, like, quick stuff. Like, 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 one, like one of the most famous ones was Against the Cult of the Reptile God, and it's like 30 pages. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's the kind of shit I wanted. And I guess they're not going to do the single ones, so they're just going to go with, like, the big collections, like Candle to Keep, which, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the, the, uh, the only thing is that like, <laughs> if, if you're like me, like I, I like to read adventures and then be like, oh, 
Man, I wish I, was, I wish I could play in those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it, so it, it, it would probably be something that's really good for like if you have a group of friends that live in close close proximity. Be like, okay, you run this adventure, then you run this one, then you know, like you kind of right. like like uh, what's the word? Circulate the book around so that way, which everyone- is what I want. Yeah, I want I want to encourage everybody to like run something for, with this book. I want them to be accessible, easy adventures to run for just anybody. And and from what I hear, the, these are pretty low level adventures to begin with, right? I don't think does any of them even go over level five. Uh, that's a good question. Let me see what the official website says. Mm. The official oh levels one through sixteen. Oh, one through sixteen. Okay, so then it's probably going to be like the first couple ones are like one through three and then as because they they said there's like gonna be like well like 15 adventures or some crap like that like it's a lot yeah yeah so it's probably gonna be like one per level honestly <laughs> and then and then, yeah. and then the final one you become level 16 like ooh yeah at the end <laughs> god I hate, at the very end i hate that i hate how that's like the oh it's a it's a one through ten adventure but the, it's like it's like when you get like the ultimate weapon after you beat the whole yeah, game. Yeah, then the credits are all like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, great. Now I got the open world, uh, uh, you know, open to me. But, you know, this 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 sort of would have came in real fucking handy. And <laughs> 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 one of the earlier boss fights. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't specify how many adventures there's going to be. Um, I, I remember there being like surprised by the amount because I heard there's going to be a lot. Like, well, because like what Tales of the Awning Portal was like five. Five, six yeah. adventures. Salt Marsh is kind of the same thing. I think it's like six or seven. But then I heard so like... They're, they're, they're bulkier adventures, right? Yes. Well, some some of the Salt Marsh quests are just like dungeon crawls. Um, the first couple of ones are like obviously like establishing the town of Salt Marsh and stuff like that. Um, there are there are some bulkier ones and there are some thinner ones. It all It all kind of depends. So just based on the amount of writers, because they're featuring, that's like the main thing. They're featuring the writers for the adventures that they're coming with. There's 17 writers. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it corresponds to one per adventure, um, you know, but they're supposed to be short one shots, like stuff that you can in one sitting, which I want that. Like I want official one offs that I can be like, hey, guys, you know, let's have like one day just beer and Dungeons and Dragons. And mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about like, oh, we have to continue this. Yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah. So yeah, so that's we have Candlekeep, and then recently, recently, they just released, they announced the book of books, the ones that everybody will actually. Yeah, a lot of people are kind of disappointed that that's what. what? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, like people are like, oh, okay, but I think it's people that don't realize that there's more to the Shadowfell than just. Oh yeah, okay, okay. You know? So so we're we're obviously we're talking about Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Which, which I love titles like that because you're like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> which it's it's the title is honestly kind of misleading because it's not just Ravenloft. It's actually about the Shadowfell in general, and and it it from what I've read, they're going they're going to explore the realms of dread, ooh, which is like apparently a Shadowfell thing where it's like each realm has like its own specific type of horror. So you're gonna get like the psychological one, and then like. The sci-fi horror where the guy's like, we don't need eyes where we're going to go and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and then you're going to get like the torture one where it's like just like a saw, like you know, taking the guy's eye out from the previous realm. <laughs> and then, so I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very interested to see what 
Mm-hmm. And I like how they have... Sorry to interrupt again, but they have rules to... Sorry, my neighbors are doing that for some reason. They have rules and advice for building custom domains and Dark Lord. Oh, yes. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally. Well, I, I think what's really cool, what I think what they should do is that they should do what um, was previously introduced into like the Shadowfell, where it's like, Shadowfell, like you go in there and like and like necrotic magics are enhanced, but light right. and life magics are like decreased. Or there's like there's a chance like they could just straight up fail. Like I want to cast cure wounds. <laughs> Why? <laughs> for what? <laughs> Remind me if I'm wrong, but for what I understand, Shadowfell is essentially just the the upside down. It's it's right? yeah. So so what it is that there's like the there's a material plane which is Earth. And then there's the Feywild and the Shadowfeld. And those are the two mirror versions of Earth. And the Feywild's, like, overly beautiful and, like, there's, like, super exposed and whatnot. And everything's like, ah, blinding (laughs) and stuff like that. It's so pretty. Uh It's like like a 2006 (laughs) Xbox game. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Just just slide that exposure slider to the max. And then then the Shadowfell is, like, a couple years after that. Where it's like everything's gray and brown and neutral colors and stuff like that. Right. And, but it's like, but what what it actually is, is that like the upside down's kind of right, kind of wrong too, because it's like because like because it is its own reality. Like the things like 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 the tomb of a great leader on earth would be like the castle of like the the domain of evil in like the shadow fell kind mm, of a thing okay yeah so it's like so it's like the things the things that we would go the things that we fear on earth are like magnified in the shadow fell and stuff like that so and hmm. and, and yeah so it'd be like oh this is like a like a fountain that like is enchanted and stuff like that and people like you know like go here and it like cur- like cures their wounds and blesses them in the shadow fell it would be like a stagnant pond of like dead things floating in it and stuff like that. Like it's, it's meant to like rip every shred of hope that you have out of you. Like, like legit, like legitimately the, the total opposite. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, it's the opposite. And then it like, and then on top of that, it like perverts everything that's like holy and right and stuff Ooh. like that. Like it's, it, I like it. Yeah. It's and and the Feywild is like the, the exact opposite. <laughs> so one thing that confuses me a little bit, cause it seems to be like there is, there is um, lores like the Shadowfell is split. How does that work? So we have like Strahd is the Lord of Barovia, right? And Barovia is within the Shadowfell, right? Yeah, the Shadow. But it's, it's, it's but it's its own like pocket. Like there, there's a like the lands is split into like pockets. No, that, that's kind of like what I, I understand a little bit. So about. I, I I tried to look into this because the cosmology of D and D is confusing. Probably by design. Yeah. And it's like there was the positive uh, positive energy plane and then the negative energy plane. Like, literally, that's what they were. And I don't know what happened with the negative energy plane. I don't even know what the negative energy plane was. Maybe it was just, like, bad vibes or something. But, like, but there was an event called the Spell Plague, which right. which when a, a god got murdered... And the the elemental chaos surrounding the planes of existence got thrown into, well, chaos. And and so one of the gods, I think it was actually Shar, 
now that I think about it, was trying, it was either Shar or Sirik, one of the two, was trying to, um, like, stabilize it. And so what they did was that they took the energy from the negative energy plane, because that's what was, like, destabilizing everything, and then threw it into these other planes to kind of dilute it. And that's what made, sort of made the shadow fell. Because, like, there was a plane called the Plane of Death, and... And and when and when they took the negative energy and like put it into the plane of death, that's what made the shadow fell. Like it, and it sort of like created like like I said, a sort of mirror version of all of the other planes of existence. That's why you have like the plane of like the realms of ash and dust and drought and right. stuff like that because those those are the negative energy versions of all these other planes of existence. Right. I think. <laughs> Right. No, that's that's, that's that's informative, but I don't think it answers what I'm trying to comprehend is that there is the plane, the shadow fell. Right. And then there's, let's, there's let's, let's, let's say that. Yeah. And then there's right. Ravenloft. Right. Which is, the, which is where Barovia is in. Right. And then there's like other ones other than Ravenloft, right? Yeah. There's yeah. Ravenloft is one of the many. Um, domains of dread that exist in the shadow fell. So Ravenloft is only one of like, I want to say like there's like multiple, like I, 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 I want to say there's like double which, digits, which uh, is ruled by Strahd. Ravenloft is ruled by Strahd. Ravenloft is ruled. By yeah. Strahd. That's his right. domain of dread. That's right. And, and then, then, then there's other domains of dread and those are ruled by their own separate Strahd's. <laughs> Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, which is which is what what Vecna became for the Ash? No, not for the Ash. For whatever, whatever his citadel is, I forgot the name. Yeah, of it. citadel of Caduceus. Caduceus. Yeah, whatever. But he became <laughs> one of these lords as well, and his progress to become the god of gods. Is yeah. So it's okay. so it's like it's like the shadow. Of, the shadow fell is weird. I, I like I like the I like the fact that it's confusing because it's meant to be. It, 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 right, like it puts you in that mindset that it gives you a headache trying to comprehend. Well, it's because how this works because you're not supposed to comprehend. No, you're really not. And and like and and like I said, the weird thing about it is that the Feywilds, like there is a court, there is there is a the a silly a, a what's a, a, a silly and unsilly court kind of a thing or what what's the word I'm looking for here? There's there there's a there's a name for their court and it's like this is the good and the bad court. And that's it. It's, it's pretty cut and dry. But it's like the Shadowfell is like. Oh man, it's, messy it's, it's and, and ambiguous, and like it, and and that's kind of by design because it's supposed to scare you. Like it's supposed to be like there are no hard fast it's not, rules. It's, it's not supposed to be welcoming. It's, it's supposed to like put you on edge the whole time you're there. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and it's like and 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 so and and so it's like Ravenloft was a part of the shadow fell it kind of still is even after you guys sort of freed it quote unquote um spoilers it just goes back into the shadow fell after you guys leave <laughs> I, I figure yeah yeah like it's, it's something that's like oh a couple months later ah it's back in the shadow fell um, so 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 in, in our in our catalog of chris is being weird in our in our canonical storyline is vesemir the lord of Ravenloft now no. Damn it, no, Andrew. No, Give me this one. No, Strahd would have came back. <laughs> and Vesemir would have fought him again. And he would have lost because because <laughs> Strahd... Because, you don't know that? Because it took five of you to take to take Strahd down. And now it's just... But now, but now I'm level 12 or whatever we ended up. So? <laughs> Damn it, Andrew. 
Oh shit. Anyways, but yes, we're getting we're getting the bug, the Rever Love bug, which I'm actually now, you know, hearing this and like learning a little bit more about the Shadowfell. I'm actually quite excited about it. And then looking at the, the bullet points that they have here, they have new subclasses. Mm-hmm. So the College of Oh, uh, that's right. I totally forgot about the subclasses. <laughs> yeah. The College of Spirits for the Bard and the Undead Pack for Warlocks. The College of Spirits is awesome. I, I am totally on board with the idea that it's a bard at college, but he's like he gets his powers from like like consulting the spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a medium. It's a, it's a small widget board. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be you know, it'd be it'd be like setting up a tarot card and be like, <laughs> bardic inspiration. I like, I like to think that originally he was like one of those uh, like fake mediums mm-hmm. that like got money out of people, but then eventually he he actually tapped into it. Yeah, like, and he freaked <laughs> he freaked himself so much that he like, okay, fine, I'll do it for real. That would that would be a great origin story where it's like where it's like a uh, like uh, like a criminal. <laughs> background and it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like oh i'm a spiritualist and, there, and, there, and there's like people like knocking stuff under the table and stuff and then like and then like he's doing it. it's like wow this this seance is going really well and like his minions like boss we're not doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he like freaks himself out and i like to think that like through the whole story he still retains a lot of, a lot of like that sleazy not sleazy but like that like like con man type yeah. aura around him, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the, but 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 then when he really has to, like, yeah, I could totally like you know, right? Connect connect you to the spirit of like your great ancestor or something like that. That'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> and then we have the undead pact for the warlock, which I haven't. By the way, I haven't read any of these two, but like, if there's ever even a, a preview of it, but the undead, it just sounds like something that should have been there. Like from forever I'm, ago. I'm actually I I was actually a little underwhelmed by the undead pact because I'm like what 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 is exactly does this mean like do they get their powers from an undead like is that what you know because like because like because like the other ones are like oh you know okay you get your powers from like a genie or you get your powers right. from a god or Cthulhu or some Lovecraftian thing and then or you get your powers from this guy it's just like. Right. It's just yeah. like it's just like a lich in the background, like hi. <laughs> you know, it's just like uh, hmm. Or if you wanna get really creepy, you get your powers, your uh what's his name from um Ah oh, fuck. The movie, the one with the guy and the mom that's dead and he kept the mom in the room for like ever. Psycho? Psycho, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy from Psycho, whatever the character's name is. I, I can't Norman remember. Bates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's still like I, I mean maybe maybe I'm just misreading that or something because I because I I literally just saw oh Pact of the Undead I'm like mm. you know so maybe it, it it could it could play out to its own thing because I think there are like undead gods we just talked about one at length yeah. <laughs> so that's probably going to be like the one that they're going to be talking about you know like oh you get your powers from Vecna cool okay <laughs> 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 do I get a hand yet no <laughs> so. Um, one of your eyes glow slightly. Uh, just one of them, just a little bit, and it's, yeah, it, and, yeah. and it, it's always itchy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it always feels like you have something in it, and you're constantly like going like that. And then, as <laughs> and then people are like, are you making fun of me? Like, no, I got something in my eye, man. <laughs> <laughs> you start finding something you don't want. It to. has a permanently scratched cornea. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you blinking so much? There's something in my. Eye. <laughs> I don't like this new patron. Man, it's so inconvenient. Why did I just go with the like the arch fiend like they told me to? 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It makes sense. And then, drum roll, please. New monsters. Yeah. The best year. <laughs> about fucking time. About fucking time. And I, I can't tell you how many of those monsters I'm going to look at and be like, man, that would have been really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining that too. <laughs> they're probably, I mean, I mean, they're probably going to be releasing the best, the bestiary that's in, uh, curse of Strahd. Cause I mean, you know, like how every adventure right, has right, their right. own little version of yeah, it. And then they'll, ex- hopefully they'll expand into that. And it's not, like, if it's just a reprint of that, I'm going to be annoyed. I want what, what I really want them to do is that I really want them to expand. And this is going to be really specific. So I'm not holding on to hope for it, but what I want them to do is I really want them to expand into lycanthropes. Because I really feel like Lycanthropes kind of got the shaft on on this edition. You know? I can. I don't think it's too specific. I think that can happen. I mean, it's, it makes sense for the Shadowfell. Yeah. I'll, I'll, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because, like, when you become a Lycanthrope, like, you just, you lose your alignment, which is not that big of a deal right. in 5e. Right. And, like, and you get some stat increases, but, like, to, to get rid of your Lycanthropy, it's literally just remove curse. Okay, gone. Right. Like there's no like there's no like cure or antidote for it or anything like that. It's just like hmm. (laughs) You know, so I'm kinda hoping they expand on that. I don't I don't I don't think it's too far fetched. I think it's a total possibility that they expand into that. Um but yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. And then there's a new adventure in the book as well. Really? Yeah. Did they did they say what it is? Is it just like a starter adventure? Is it just No, it just says it includes a brand new adventure. I'm I'm assuming they're just gonna (laughs) It's gonna be Death House. Death house. Ah. Death. It's gonna be a death apartment now. <laughs> death apartment. I can't afford this. <laughs> I could be paying for a mortgage. Why? <laughs> the bank want me to prove that I can pay for this when I'm paying this much for a rental. You, you have to fight the final boss, the landlord. <laughs> oh. You're gonna lose your security deposit. No. <laughs> yeah. However, I'm not calling dips on this one just because I'm waiting for that drop at the end of the year. Oh, I know. I know. There's going to there's going to be that big one. And just like they're just like, wham, and it's it's yeah. it's going to be like the, the fucking infinity war for D&D. I'm calling. Yeah, I'm, hopefully it's that. You know what? I'm going to call it. I'm going to call that whatever the next couple, maybe one, two adventures are going to be like cataclysmic events. And then that's where it's going to be like, hey, different planes like here we go like now we're gonna get into like dark sun and like i hope so like uh what's spell jammer dude if they fucking make spell jammer for 5e <laughs> i don't know why they haven't even like dude if they tease that if they just put like a small teaser the internet well not the internet but like their twitter account will fucking break oh yeah people because people have been like if you look up spell jammer it auto corrects for spell jammer for 5e like there's so many people. Oh really? It. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of like um, fan made five E conversions. And, you know, which is fine. But like, if they have an official book of Spelljammer, like people want D and D in space. Like, give them yeah. fucking D and D in space. <laughs> you know. Man. I mean, I do have a friend that works at Wizards, but fucking Spelljammers. <laughs> Listen here, man. <laughs> Spelljammer, please. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else that has been announced recently for news? Not that I'm aware of. The biggest, the biggest one for me was that was that Ravenloft book. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really hoping they 
they include a lot more undead as well. Cause I, cause I feel like there's not enough undead in the monster manual, even though it's like half the book, I want there to be even more. undead. <laughs> we're going to say it again because we said it, we, we said it last episode and we said it episode before that they need a revamp monster manual and a revamp. A revamp. Huh? <laughs> they already did that one now. <laughs> I think, I think what they, I think what they really should do. And this, and this is kind of an easy fix. But I think what they should do is that they should have like a vampire spawn template, a vampire template, and then a zombie template. Just like, hey, you have these three, slap them on a character. This is what happens when whatever these things happen to them. Like, so if, so if you become a vampire, this is your template now. If you become a vampire spawn, this is your template. And if you become a, a zombie, like right. these are the things that will apply to your character now. So that can be fun. Yeah, I don't. That's I, something that's a, it's, it's more straightforward and, and helpful for everybody. That's one. Th- that's one thing I feel like Five E could really benefit from is just templates. Just like they, because because what you can do is that you just take that and then just okay, and then you can apply. Yeah. And then you can apply it to so many different things, and it like kind of adds like, it like it, it it multiplies like your monster manual so much just by doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, we don't have campaign highlights <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> let's talk about campaign highlights and then like insert like a yeah. <laughs> noise we haven't played for two weeks yeah. i'm dying i know i know uh I, that that's, it's sad it's a sad thing and it's just it just kind of like like roll 20 crashing was one thing but then like the week before like my computer was fucking up and i'm like no no (laughs) and then and then naturally it naturally everything got fixed the second you're like okay we're we're not gonna play and then they're like wait guys i'm here and i'm like i'm on roll 20 i'm just me by myself i'm like no uh it's fine it's okay it makes it makes it makes it makes the heart grow grow thunder right late to the party (laughs) yeah that that sucked you know and now you have for a forever negative one in intelligence for your character. I mean, it was already a negative one. So oh, whatever. I'm sorry, negative one on your strength. No, <laughs> no you monster! <laughs> just like the muscles just <laughs> deflating like a balloon. The, yeah, they hit the the muscles from SpongeBob. No. Oh, Why? Man. Why a negative one to my strength score? That's all I have. That's literally all I have. <laughs> like that's the only thing I got. <laughs> well, that my constitution. My constitution is pretty beefy, so. Uh, with my 119 hit points. Jesus. <laughs> I'm literally two of the wizards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, I think you are. Yeah. Actually, I think I'm more because he's like. I think I I attack. I attack the wizard once and he's like, oh, I'm dead. I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah. You're supposed to be dead. And we're like the whole table's like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> he was. Okay. We've been like, we've been doing the thing where like. You roll your health, but if you roll below your average, you take the average. And he has never gotten above his average. He's never. <laughs> <laughs> he's been getting averages this he's, whole time. So, he, so his health is like, it's not the worst health you could have, but it's still not. It's like, not. It's average. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's, he's only he's only been getting four plus his constitution modifier. So I think it's only be, he's only been getting like six health points per. <laughs> and then, well, think, at this lot, point, everybody's like almost like double. Yeah. And it's funny because the last time we leveled up, he's like 67 health points. Let's go. 
And I'm like sixty-seven. What? And I'm over here with like with like my hundred and like twenty-nine, just like no nugs. Like, oh. I just love I just love that Howard just plays along with his shitty health. And I'm like, yes. Well, I mean, you're a wizard. At this point, at this point, I have plenty of monsters I can use. Like, if they roll just right. They can just KO him right away. I mean, and that's kind of like, that's always, always what a D&D fight boils down to. It's we have to create a wall of like a flesh and bone between the monsters and the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's just get like, that's all fight is, is don't, don't let the wizard die. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, um, unless you have anything else, I think that's all the time we have today. No. Like I said, we don't have session highlights. Nope. I know. Well, well, that's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you for so much for joining us. Make sure to tune in next Wednesday. Hopefully. Or hopefully. No. <laughs> I used to be very confident about that, but not so anymore. Next Wednesday. Um, I forget. When do we play? <laughs> <laughs> no, we play Wednesday. It's, it's, if it happens, it, 90% of the time it happens. Um, we, but yeah, so, so we, we just had real, life. We, we just had really bad luck the last couple times. This, this past two weeks, yeah. Yeah. Um, we are playing Descent into Avernus. Make sure to check us out. Uh, join us live. Commentary is always appreciated. Um, this episode will come out on the same day for those that are not watching live. Um, and make sure to follow us on whatever it is that you listen to your podcast on. Um, give us a comment, leave us a review. Five star, four star, nothing below that. Yeah. You leave and us. That's it. You leave us a three star. You get the fuck out of here. You go. You. Which, by the way, Andrew, you haven't reviewed our freaking podcast. That's where you're wrong, buddy. <laughs> where do you? Where have you re- reviewed it? Don't worry about it. That's right. That's what I thought. Anyways, <laughs> reviewed it on some little tiny like, like, like podhost.uk or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Proud to welcome our one thousand subscriber. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Make sure to keep on gaming through these tough times of the pandemic. Uh, make sure to join us live. Wednesday, wash your hands. <laughs> Don't wash your hands. It's unnecessary. Wear a mask. mask. Face. Seriously, wear a fucking mask. I can't believe we might have the double mask because of these assholes out here not wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to make everything cool. But with that, we're going to let you guys go, and I hope you guys have a wonderful night, rest of your week, and as always, keep on gaming, and goodbye, Andrew. Bye. (laughs) Just really solemn. (laughs)